Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. This is episode 362. Joining me today here in the V-Twin Cafe over here in the corner booth is TJ from the Professional Monkey YouTube channel. Now, uh, TJ is here to tell us all about his channel. But first, before we get into that, the Motorcycle Men Podcast is brought to you by Scorpion Helmets. They're offering high-quality, innovative motorcycle helmets and technical apparel at an incredible value. Now, to learn more, get on over to scorpionusa.com. Great stuff. I have three of their helmets. Love them. And wild-ass seats. Now, you can improve your comfort and ability to stay in the saddle longer with a cushion from wild-ass seats. So if you're tired of those painful pressure points and fatigue, get on over to wild-ass.com and get your real cushion from the real Craig Johnson and let him know that the Motorcycle Men podcast sent you. I used that cushion on my bike for my trip to and from Sturgis, and it saved my butt. Get one. You'll thank me later. And Tobacco Motorwear, for the best in casual riding gear for men and women, there's only one place you should be going, and that is Tobacco Motorwear. Visit them at TobaccoMotorwear.com, and our listeners will get 10% off your order when you use the code MOTOMEN. Everyone here at the podcast is wearing tobacco riding jeans and California riding shirt, and I can't tell you how wonderful these products are. I wear them for every ride, and I won't ride without them. Now, your safety is worth it. So get on over to Tobacco Motorwear and get in Dave's pants. Do it. Time now for that interview with the professional monkey. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Motorcycle Men Podcast. This is episode 362? Something like that? Uh, and, <laughs> and joining me this evening, we're a lovely interview scheduled here. Uh, joining me today, all the way from, where are you from? South Florida. Palm all Beach. the way. So, South Florida. Wow. Yeah, God's waiting room. Uh, <laughs> I've heard that before. Uh, this is TJ, and he's the professional monkey on YouTube. TJ, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this all week. I've, I've got my my glass ready with a little libation, and, right. and I'm good to go. So looking forward to it. All right. So set your standards a little higher, and we'll be good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, if you keep your standards low, you can't be disappointed. No, this is true. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You got a point there. Uh, okay. So for those of you who don't know who the professional monkey is. So, so TJ, I want you to tell us who you are, your motorcycle stuff, and what you do. Uh, so I am a, I hate saying this, but I am a content creator, I guess now uh, is, is the word. Yeah, but what a, I, yeah, no, what I what I really am, I mean, I have a job, so this is not, it's not my gig. It's just, it's something I'm passionate about. Sure. And my channel on, on YouTube is Professional Monkey, and it was born out of the pandemic. Uh, I was bored. I traveled for work all over the world and didn't for two years and was losing my mind. And I've ridden motorcycles with my father since I was tiny. I mean, like literally on the back of his bike when I was little in Missouri. And then, of course, I started riding my own about 30 years ago and and have always been into accessorizing and changing and modifying. And it's always been sort of an obsession of mine. So the wife one day said, and I've been going to Sturgis since 1990 when I was wow. when I was quite a bit younger yeah my dad took me when i was little several times um and so my wife says why don't you go out 
and do a video because I just discovered motorcycle content on YouTube myself right, during the right. pandemic. And she said, why don't you go out and do a video on what you've learned going to Sturgis since you were a kid? And just to give you something to do, basically get out of my face, like, you know, go away. <laughs> yeah. And I went out and I did a video on Sturgis and uploaded it out of just sheer boredom and people enjoyed it. It wasn't huge, but people really got a kick out of it. And then I thought, you know, it, it seemed like that helped some people who wanted to go but were intimidated by it because it's it's expensive and it's far and it's all this stuff. And so I did one on where to stay and where to eat, where to get a drink and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And people really enjoyed it. So then I worked on my bike a couple times in videos badly, as I always do. And would, and when I made mistakes, I left them in the video. I didn't I don't hide that's, anything. That's the fun part of it. And and like some really stupid stuff. I sat there for five minutes in a video trying to figure out why I couldn't get the reflector to go on the side of a bike ride. You know, in, in the in the in the hinge, I kept going like, "Why won't that?" And literally, while videoing, I flipped it over and it sat right in there. And I'm like, "I'm stupid." Like I just you know, and I just left it in and I laughed at myself. Well, it's good. Content. And people got to kick out of that. Yeah. Because I think every install video is this like. Nothing went wrong. Everything was perfect. Everything was fine. And that's just not true. That's not how it goes. No, like, no, no. Yeah. no. So that's where it came from. But yeah, I, I, I am a Harley owner. And because not that I've always owned Harleys. We never start on Harleys. Anyone says they are. Either they're very old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they start on Harleys in the 50s. <laughs> or they're lying because we can't afford Harleys when you're in your 20s. Um, so I, I've had multiple Japanese bikes and metric bikes. Uh, my dad had Japanese bikes when I was little because we couldn't afford that in the eighties, and uh, but that's all I own now. I have seven Harleys. Wow, seven! Yeah, might be a sickness. Yeah. It's a problem. It is. Definitely it is. What was your first yeah. bike? My first bike ever was a nineteen seventy four CB seven fifty Honda. That was that's like the not staple. Oh well, yeah, but it, this was not a good one because it was fully restored. Okay. It was it was it was beautiful. It was it was way too nice for me. Uh, it had a new old stock Kirker header on it that my buddy who I bought it from, who had done the restoration, found in a box at like Donaldson Cycles in St. Louis, you know, thirty years ago. And and this bike was a showpiece. And I luckily never crashed it, never laid it down. And I would go to bike nights, and all the Harley guys would come out because everyone had had a CB750 when they were a kid. Oh yeah. So there'd be you got to think this is. You know, uh, uh, early, early 2000s, late 90s. And and so the chopper craze, the Easter egg chopper craze was at its top. And yeah. you just see a guy pull in with a six-figure insert chopper name here. But everyone wanted to look at my old Honda. Because yeah. everyone had one when they were a kid. Yeah. And they just, you know, lusted over that bike. Look, when and, I was, uh, I was going to high school in the 70s. And, you know, CB750 was the thing. That and the, oh, K rock? That and the KZ1000. So. They're absolute rockets. Even today, CB750 is a running bike. They, they run good. So yeah. uh, I owned that for a while and then sold it back to the guy that I got it from um, and bought a Honda Shadow, the Twin Spark V-Twin 750VF or whatever the hell the thing was, and uh, abused the hell out of that thing. I mean, I think at one point I was running it with no oil for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> just, because just kept going. as you do right it, did, as, as you it, do. it was a little noisy but it ran fine <laughs> <laughs> so now tell us now now your channel professional monkey do i have to ask you where the name came from uh yeah it, it, it was about 
I guess a year or two before I started the channel, I was on and work down in Mexico City. And as I do when my work is done, wherever I am in the world, I just walk around, leave my hotel and wander around and uh, didn't get killed or, you know, hacked, you know, eaten, mugged, whatever, as my wife says. And I was just wandering down a, an alleyway and there was a dude with a little storefront welding. You can tell he was just fabbing whatever anyone needed to, to have made. And there was a fl uh, fluorescent poster on the wall. And it said professional monkey misspelled professionals misspelled monkey was misspelled and it said like five or 50 pesos an hour i still have a picture of the poster and i took a picture of that poster because i was like i don't know what i'm going to do with the name professional monkey but i'm going to do something with that someday <laughs> so it was hilarious this guy was a welder in mexico city who named himself the professional monkey that you could hire to, to weld or whatever and so it's a great name and it was it immediately when when I started the channel I was like well there you go there's the name I've been sitting on for a couple of years <laughs> and it works it works that's, that's, that's what you do now you've been so, so how long so how my long? name from a Mexican back alley welder <laughs> that's the short it's the shorter version right yeah so you've been at it for how long now like th two three years just about three years uh, I think we're coming up on three years yeah wow so we already went over what made you get into the YouTube scene I mean. Did you real? Did you realize how, like you're like one of millions of people doing the same thing? I, yeah, I, I did it really for myself. I mean, honestly, yeah. I did it just for fun. And and I there's actually a lot about social media that I resent, to be honest. Oh, so, sure, yeah, absolutely. I I, I didn't want to be a part of that. I just right. wanted to do stuff that I thought people would enjoy and laugh at and have fun with, and yeah. I didn't care if it was two people or you know, 200,000 people, but you know, I just wanted to have a good time and almost immediately started connecting with some people that were in the comment section. Now there's a lot you don't connect with. I'm sure you've run into that too. Yeah. yeah. That are just animals, but people like Bri the biker and, and people like lady Timberwolf and all these people that you start noticing that they would come back and say like, Hey, good job. Or yeah. you're doing great. And, um, you start start connecting and making friends with people out there that you really like that you yeah. have, you know, similar likes and backgrounds and stuff. And, and I just, I it was like, man, this is a great way to connect with awesome people, regardless of the negativity and garbage. Yeah, of course. So it, it, it was, that's really the thing that motivates me. I mean, the channel's gotten pretty, and they're bigger channels, of course, but it's gotten yeah. a pretty decent size. But well, you know, I mean, I mean, how long after you started your channel, did you realize that, you know, maybe I better start taking this a little more seriously. <laughs> you know, never. I still haven't figured that out. No. <laughs> I, I again, I, I I say it probably too often, but the fact that the channel is is a hobby and it's fun, I, I you know my job is what supports my family. Oh my sure, real yeah, job. yeah, yeah. And, and as long as I have the luxury of having a good career, I've been very fortunate there and worked very hard at it. I have the luxury of of going. Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not. I'm just not going to. I don't have to change things to fit what might make for a more profitable channel. I can right. still drop the F-bomb all the time. Yeah. I still pull out cocktails while I'm working on a bike all the time. Things that if you're trying to maximize the monetization of your channel, you, you don't want to do that. I have the luxury of going, nah, I'm still going to do whatever I want to do. Yeah, like, you know, of course. So, Well, you're having fun, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. For the most part, yeah. It's... it's it, it, there's there's 
there is a lot of negativity out there. It doesn't matter what you do. You could be giving gold bars to homeless children yeah. on your channel, and yeah. somehow someone is going to find something wrong with you. Of course. And it will, it will, you have to grow thick skin and you've got to just move on from it. And it's not easy. It really isn't. Like, you can only be told you're a scumbag so many times a day before you start going, Am I? <laughs> <laughs> well, the correct answer there is you just go, eh, Yeah, sure. Okay. Maybe a little. I mean, like- <laughs> <laughs> you know, agreeing with anybody, if you agree with them, it shuts them up right away because they go, like, Oh, wait, so what? Uh, what? Huh? You know, they, 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 don't, in, like, they don't know how to respond. So you just like stop. I, I, I used to be better at at coming up with funny responses. I would say things like, "You should go ask YouTube for a refund <laughs> if they didn't like a video because yeah. you know it's free. It's That's this is free correct. content. What are you gonna like? Anyway, you, you know, know, can I do that? Or uh, <laughs> uh, who is, is it? Is it Lance from Tulane Life who says, "Go mow your lawn"? <laughs> like That's like he just the whole goal is for the person to read the response and go, "What?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god! So now you do a lot of installs and all kinds of wrenching on your channel. Now, is there is there any install you hated doing it, but but you did it for the channel anyway? Yeah, I there's two installs that I hate that I've done multiple times, and every time I just go, "Oh God, kill me!" You know, like, <laughs> and that is handlebars on a Batwing bike. Really, it's slightly better on a, on a Shark nose or a Road Glide. But on a Batwing bike, handlebars, I just, I hate doing it. And any sort of interfering. Like a Road Glide is a much easier interfering swap than a Batwing. But either one, I just, I just hate them. They're just fiddly. They take forever, even though it's not hard. Right. And it, like, I, I've done a Road Glide fairing probably three, four, five times. And you spend an hour just counting all the screws. There's about 97 screws that go that attach all the innards of your bike to the backside of that interfering. And so you drop them and they disappear down the bowels of hell somewhere <laughs> in there. And you're like, you know, where they, I, I, so I hate doing interferings and I hate doing bars. That's about it. Anything else is fun. I like doing exhausts, even though it's again, fiddly work. I just love the transformation, the sound you get out yeah. of the bike afterward. Yeah. I was um, just going to ask you that. What's your favorite thing to cover on the channel? I love doing the body swaps. I've really? done, Three or four body swaps, and it's I've got yeah, it down. To I meant to like ask you about hour. that. Is there something? Like <laughs> is there something wrong with you? <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of things wrong. I mean, how many? I mean, literally, how, I've watched. I'm looking at you. I'm like, is this guy just not satisfied with anything he does? It, it, you know what it is? Is that I, my channel's not sponsored? I, the, it's part sponsored. Like, if there's something I want, and a, and a parts manufacturer says, "Hey, do you want one of our things?" I'll be like. Yeah, I want one of those. And, and then they'll always say, like, well, what's this or what's I go, no, no, no. You send me the thing and I put it on. That's the end of the, the deal, right? Because I feel like if they give you the thing and they and they also pay you, then they maybe can have influence on what you say. Yeah. I don't want anyone to tell me nothing. So I just but again, if if you ever wonder about like I've never seen them install one of these, it could be that I did and I didn't like it. So I'll never say anything bad about anyway right. anybody because yeah. I don't think that's cool. But there's certain stuff I love to do in the and transforming a bike, my my road glide, I bought a stock black road glide special. Right. And now you could call that bike anything but stock. Like it's just it's pretty wild. That new paint set is Baja orange and black stinger, yeah. you know, airbrush over overlay and what did your daughter call it? What's that? What did your daughter call it? Bob the Builder. 
<laughs> it's construction cone orange. And so she was like, that's Bob the Builder. Like, you know, so. Fun fact that no one knows that the previous body on it, we called the Grinch because it yeah. was green. Yeah. My daughter had actually named that one the Little Mermaid. What? <laughs> it had fish scales on it. There was oh, fish scales. In the- <laughs> I called it the Little Mermaid. <laughs> That's a hell of a kid you got there. <laughs> She's a smart ass. <laughs> of course. Takes after her dad, right? And her mom, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, how many So, how many body swaps have you done on your road glide? The road glide. Well, it was. It came with its original black body, and right. then I think I did a. I think I did a stretched black fender on that. I think it all blurs. And then we did the Grinch swap, which was the green body, and then the green body came off, and I just put that Bob the Builder Stinger body on it a few weeks ago. I guess it was. Is it going to change so, again? I'm sure it will. Yeah. You know, I, I when I first started doing parts installs, and I and I was approached by Advan Black. They said. Would you like to do our Dominator Fender? And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And they sent me the Fender. And over the time of doing that, I actually became legitimate pals with the CEO. Like, we're buddies. When I go through L.A. for work, we always go out and have drinks and laugh and, you know, tell lies and stuff. And <laughs> okay. so I, he knows that anytime something new comes out, I'm probably game to use it. Like, I, I so they send me the parts. I put them on a bike. I do a video doing it, and I'm, and I'm happy. And, and so... um. One of the reasons I bought that road glide is it's so easy to change the body out. It's like Legos. Okay. You know, that bike can be three Ooh, different a colors. A Lego it's bike. It, it's very much, it, once you realize how easy it is to do, you know, the tank covers, the front fender, the rear fender, the bags, all that stuff, it's, you could do it. And of course, the outer cap. You could, I've got one down. I think I can do it in about four hours now, a whole body. Wow. Really? Yeah. I think so. That's think all the, it's hours. changing out all the tins and everything? Yeah, because the tank you actually don't change. There are actually covers that go over the tank. See, when you when you said that on your video, I was watching that, and you, when you said that, you're you're telling me that the two sided tank is actually just is actually that's covers over the tank. Yeah, it's it's really uh, I did composite, not know. what do they call it? It's a composite, right? So it's a heavy plastic. Okay, and it's the same sort of material that your saddlebags are made out of, right? And they reshape the tank to stretch it and make it longer. And then those covers go over the tank and the front tank mounts bolts go through the covers and then the covers meet and there's a couple bolts that cinch them together in the, in the top. And that's it. Like, when, now, when did it, they start doing that? Um, well, they've done it on Sportsters for a couple years, not Advan. It's other, other companies figured out years ago that, you know, Sportsters had black fenders and just the tank was a different color. Yeah. So these other companies started selling plastic covers with flames or crazy chopper paint jobs or whatever that you would just take the gas cap off, drop this cover right over the tank, put the gas cap back on, done. No and kidding. You would put a custom wow. paint job on. See, I had no idea. Yeah, that started a couple of years ago, and then Advan started doing it to touring bikes. I don't know how's a stretch tank. I think came out four four years ago before oh, okay. me. Right. You know. Um. But yeah, I know, and then stretch side covers and all that sort of stuff. It's 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 pretty slick. I that's, like that. Stuff that's a interesting. Lot. I did not know that. Wow. Hey, tell me and about your uh, you got your shovel head. Yeah, I have a 1980 FLT Tour Glide, the original ever. It's not a road glide; it's Tour Glide, but it's the great great granddaddy of the road glide that's on the road today. Wow, you bought that on uh, purpose? Yeah, it's 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 ugly. It's it's real ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I love it. We call her Gold Member. 
Uh, uh yeah. It, <laughs> it's gold. Yeah. Um, it uh, it's it's a really amazing bike because in 1980 that bike came out with a a rubber mounted shovel head, uh, with a yeah. five speed transmission, a wet oil bath chain drive. Um, the bread box up front where the gauges were part of the steering instead of on the tank. That was, yeah. that was new. A uh, first fixed fairing, which of course, yeah, is a, is a sort of knockoff sort of, of the Vetter, uh, liberator fairing that came out as an accessory. Now that's ugly. If you ever want to see what an ugly bike looks like the, the tour glide was based on an aftermarket accessory, which was a company named Vetter made a, a front ferry called the liberator. Holy moly. Elvis had one of those. That's an ugly ass motorcycle. You gotta I've, look I've one seen that. that. Is, yeah, I, I have seen that. Oh. It, yeah, it, you know the cars that were at the carnival that went around in circles that made this noise. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looked like. It looked like that. Like it was horrible. Really, lot, lot, lots of metal flake and weird shapes. Yeah, I guess. Oh, real bad. <laughs> real, real bad. There's a, what, what are you gonna do to the shovel head though? Nothing. It's 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 so original. Yeah. Um, and as we like to say, unmolested. When you get into old bikes. It would be a crime to do anything to it, you know. Like I, I have thought of uh, um, putting the OEM style mufflers back on it. Even it has fishtails on it right now. That's right. the only thing that's obviously aftermarket. Is that um, I've thought about even finding old OEM mufflers that, or they make repops of those too. Um, I even sent the VIN to Harley at my friend at Harley to research to make sure that that gold color is authentic. Because the story goes that bike uh, was built in Milwaukee. We know that. We know the original owner lived in Milwaukee, and he was a famous drummer for a rock band. Oh, we okay. also know his best friend was a vice president of Harley. So we know all these things, but the story goes that this drummer, when he ordered the bike, he convinced his friend at Harley to have it painted at the factory a color that was not a factory color, and that is that gold. Oh, okay. Uh, it's also a late 80, so it has an 81 decal on it, which is totally normal. Like the, the wing is, is 81. So it's got all these weird stories. And when I sent the VIN to my buddy at Harley, he said, well, I'll have archives pull it and we can dispel all this crap in one, one fell swoop. And he calls me and goes, there's no color on that VIN number. Whoa. So it, when you, it's blank. So when they pull the records up, that VIN shows 1980 FLT. And I think it was July of 80 that it was built. So it's a late year, you know, later model. Yeah. But the color is blank. So he goes, I thought it was total bullshit. It might be true. It might actually have been painted gold to factory. No kidding. So so I don't want to change anything. I want to leave it alone. Yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. Of course. Wow. But yeah, it's 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 a great riding bike. It's fun to show up at bike nights because those that are Harley obsessed know that it's very special. Yeah. And those that are not go, that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Why would you want to look on that? <laughs> I have to look at I have to look at it is to see if uh, do you have do you put a full picture of that thing up on your YouTube channel? If you're on the the community tab of my channel, I recently put a post with a picture on it because uh, oh, yeah, I am going to sell it on. Yeah, I am going to sell it on. It's I I I want to keep it. I physically don't have room for all these motorcycles, and I I have a lot of friends who watch the channel who want it, and so I've said if you if, you know just pay what I paid for it, and I will pass it on. Um, it, wow. it needs to sit in like a somebody's garage who's going to keep it on a tender and take it out and run it, yeah. you know, every six weeks or so and just keep it okay and take care of it. Wow. Um, I am going to have the seat and dash redone. Jeffrey Phipps, who's oh. a famous seat builder, lives right down the street from me. 
Yeah. And uh, he is going to rebuild the seat because the seat's not original. We know that. It didn't that is, I was just about to say, that is the ugliest seat I've ever seen. Oh, it's terrible. It is. Oh, it's, super... it's worse in person. Uh, that's <laughs> ugly as hell. Oh, my God. It's like Naga hide. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many Nagas gave up their lives for that, cha- for that seat, right? <laughs> Damn those Nagas. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, so, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm going to have a, a black uh, quilted cover put on it because. It's not original anyway, so. Wow. Hey, uh, let's talk about your Sturgis trip. How was it? Wet and cold for no half of it. No kidding. This, this was my first trip there this year. Oh, congratulations. My first Actually, time. My wife was like, you know, I think it was this was his first Sturgis this year, so. Yeah, yeah. I, awesome. I, I rode up. I rode the whole yeah. way. I went from here all the way there. Um, North Carol- I'm in North Carolina, uh, the Carolina coast. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's some distance. What is that? Uh, Twenty right. some hundred miles. Uh, is it? No, it was uh, going out. It was like nineteen hundred and seventy miles or something like that. But round trip, okay. all total, uh, it was just over forty two hundred miles. I did. Right on. So is it one of those things like you did it and you and you probably won't ride again to go start? This? You know, and the thing, and I tell you what, what ruined it for me, and I've said this before on on another channel, it, it, the rain. It, that ruined it for me. Yeah, I it mean, was cold rain too, dude. And listen, I left on 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 August first, and every day, every day, and I left on the first, so it, it took me four days to get out there. Five days, every day it rained. Usually within an hour and a half of my arrival at my hotel, every day. And then Saturday, when I on the fifth, that Saturday, when I it rained the entire day. You know, and I was because I I stayed in Rapid City, and it rained the entire day. Yeah, that Saturday. Yeah, and and uh, Rapid, you are far enough away that if you wake up in the morning, it's pouring down rain and it's cold rain and it's crappy out. You'd be like, ah, I'll just stay in Rapid because it's you're forty some odd miles. Yeah, from yeah, 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 absolutely. Now, now, where did you stay when you went? We stayed at uh, the Steel Pony this year, which is. A triangle between Glencoe and the Buffalo Chip. So Buffalo Chip is like next door. Glencoe is directly across the street. Right. Uh, okay. The Steel Pony is where the the full throttle used to be. Oh, the okay. original throttle location. All right. Um, quieter, calmer, which is both good and bad. Uh, the wife and I agreed that it was awesome that we could sit around. Our, the campsites are nice campsites. You get a picnic table. You have full hookups. You have a a gravel space for your RV. It's it's a real campground. It's not just a field. Yeah. No offense to the chip, but it's a field. You right. know? Yeah. Um, so sitting outside with friends and folded chairs with a fire pit going was really cool there and something that would have been harder to do at other campgrounds. Uh, a, fr- um, a friend of mine was staying at the... Uh, you said the Steel Horse you stayed at, right? Steel Pony, yeah. Steel Pony. He was staying at the Iron Horse, I think it was called? Yeah, there's an Iron Horse. Too, Iron Horse Campground, out. yeah. I and think that's pretty good. toward the chip, not toward the chip. I'm sorry, toward uh, full throttle out past Bear Butte. I think I could be wrong. All right, um, yeah, because uh, now that I now that I've ridden, am I gonna uh, would I ride again? Um, I, I've already got on the horn about making plans to to trailer the bike out again mm-hmm. next time, um, and, and and stay closer to the Buffalo Chip or Sturgis mm-hmm. because. I spent uh, so much time on the interstate. A lot. Yep. You know, you, like I said, it's a 35, 40 minute commute from Rapid City up to Sturgis. So if I go again, um, I, I think I might. But if I do go again, I'm gonna definitely going to camp. 
I used to, I got a pickup truck and the, got a cover on the bed, and I'll just make that my my campsite. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a thought. And, and I guess you, you're um, RVing the whole thing, aren't you? Yeah, I have a, a 36 foot toy hauler, so it's kind of you. It's suck. difficult to not <laughs> do, use that. Yeah, you know, like I, it, you know, it's all the negative comments this and the other. So I have uh, several excuses. I guess you want to call them. A, <clears throat> my wife cannot take off the amount of time that it takes. To pull five thousand miles round trip, yeah, which yeah. it is. Each oh way. yeah, yeah. Pull five thousand miles round trip, and then be there for like ten days, like we like to. This is our vacation. This is our annual yeah. vacation. And so I will leave on say Friday, and arrive on say Sunday or Monday, and then she'll typically fly into Rapid City, and then be with me for seven, eight, nine days, and then she leaves, and then I pull the rig home, another three or four days home. Right. She cannot take that much time off. A and B, I got to get her bike there. She rides her own. So I pull her bike with mine in the rig and then we camp in our rig. And I do feel strongly that, you know, there's people who hate RVs, but man, does it make for an awesome rally experience. If I had the money, I would get an RV toy hauler in a heartbeat, man. Something, you know, or a class C and tow the bike on a trail or something. But. If you're staying where you're partying, it's a totally different experience. Yeah, I would. You know, <laughs> no, I just you know, gonna ride back. I, I I look at yeah, exactly. I look at it like uh, when you're going to an uh, event because I used to go to mountain bike festivals a lot, and it's kind of the same thing. You're mm-hmm. camping, which is, which is cool, and I've done it in a pop pop up camper and all that. And I'll tell you what, man, it's like what a difference between sleeping on the ground in a tent to sleeping in an RV. Yeah. You know? You, when you do that once and you go, I ain't doing that tent thing ever again. Oh, it would be hard. Yeah. It would be hard. Actually, I said something to the wife about wanting to jump on the bike and work is stressful. So I've always said, like, you know, I'm telling you what, someday I'm going to strap the bike up and just go, I'm going that way and just just go and then find a state park or, you know, whatever to, to camp in. And she was like, would you really, though? After you've had a king size bed, an air conditioner, hot water, your own shower, <laughs> yeah. like after you've done that, can you ever do that again? Because I used to, and I'm like, man, it would suck. Yeah, it <laughs> it would really suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, crap. but it's, it's normally you got so, you had terrible weather this year because it normally yeah. it might sprinkle here and there your daily shower for 20 minutes up in the mountains, but I mean, last year was freaking hot. The entire rally, no rain, dry as hell, and 103. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was really hot last year the whole time, Dude, which you know is better I mean, than full rain. You know how I many people said to me, it's never like this here. You know, I, It's I, not. And I woke up giving, I, I, as an example, on, on Saturday when I arrived in Rapid City, it was 57 degrees. And it was pouring rain with the wind. I think the wind chill was like 42 or something like that. It was stupid. I'm like, <sighs> Still not my worst Sturgis, though. No, no, really. Oh, do tell. Yeah, that uh, 2017, uh, we didn't have the RV yet. Uh, my father pulled his bike, my bike, and the wife's bike up. And I had an Indian at the time. And went to uh, our hotel in Rapid. And it was cold and rained the entire week, oh, every day. It was really? it was cold. It was fifties during the day, you know, forties at night, maybe rained all the time. Uh, my Indian blew the ECM while I was there, so I was without a bike for two days. So during two days during the rally, I was driving my truck around. Oh, uh, man. it was it was a bad year. I mean, 
we got pulled over three times in one night in the truck. I mean, like it was, it was just overall, like just, it was just a bad year. Like the mo- mojo was off or something, you know? Wow. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got home and I traded that bike away. <laughs> wow. No, no kidding. Oh my God, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, and what, the money you spend, you know, dude, you know what? I tell you what, you know, when I tally up how much this rally cost me, I was shocked how much it cost me. To, of course, I got, you know, you count in all the hotels, you count in my lodging when I was in there and the fuel that I spent. Uh, man, this cost me a lot for this trip. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was very surprised. And when people asked me, like my brothers were asking me how much it cost, I said, you know, it was pretty damn close to 3500 bucks for this trip. Yeah. And I'm I told that in fuel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, my God. Diesel, oh. <laughs> five thousand miles. Holy yeah. Crap. What are you towing? What are you towing that with? I have a, uh, a GMC Denali thirty five hundred diesel. Oh my God. Single wheel, not a dually. But yeah, I was. It's. I was getting eight and a half miles to the gallon. Oh no. Diesel was high. I, it was like four dollars and thirty four forty in a gallon typically. I I don't know why I thought it was going to be less this year than last year, but bullshit. The fuel was just as high this year as last year. Oh, my I was so, so surprised when I got up there. I actually paid over five dollars a gallon for yeah. uh, for premium in one location. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the other thing that's the other thing that surprised me was the available available. Listen to me talking. Now, I do this for a living. Uh, the availability <laughs> of uh, ninety three octane. It's like virtually non existent. Yeah, you can't. You, well, they you, have a lot of. They, they're very anti ethanol up there. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I, I you know, so, I totally, yeah, totally yeah. get it. Uh, do you have you have uh, non-ethanol down there by you? Yeah, there's a station about five minutes away. Well, actually, I'm sorry, about ten minutes away that has Rec 90 that I keep a 15 gallon tank of in my garage because my chopper and the shovel head um, really need to avoid ethanol. You know, like modern bikes, it doesn't matter, but those old ones, you know, really needs to. It's that that ethanol is hard on the fuel lines and stuff on on those old bikes. So yeah. and the carb. I mean, both of my O3s never get ethanol fuel. Yeah. So it was, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. always better. Yeah. Yeah, but, absolutely. But the new ones, I'm like, man, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what other rallies do you go to? Um, Sturgis, of course. I go to Daytona, normally both. I go to Biketoberfest and Bike Week. Um, not Biketoberfest, not this year because, again, I'll be out of the country, so i got to miss sure. that, which sucks. But And then um, Leesburg. So three rallies in Florida and then Sturgis. No kidding. Wow, Leesburg is uh, Central Florida, like uh, uh, Orlando-ish sure, area, yeah, not that yeah. far away from Orlando. But it's three days, uh, very old school. The the town is awesome. They they shut down Main Street, bring in big bands to perform. Um, they they really do a great job, and it's all free. Like the bands are free. You don't have to oh, buy a really? wristband for Main Street. Yeah, no, it's all it's really well done. Leesburg. Lots of good vendors and stuff, and then we stay at a campground called windy acres um which is as old school fun as you can get there are no rules at windy acres like (laughs) you can do it's like Sturgis in the 80s like it's it's wild it's a lot of fun um (laughs) and then of course i don't know how i forgot this we go to smoke out uh this is our second year we went but we'll never miss that again smoke out is uh a chopper party it's not even a rally you know you wouldn't even call it that right it is an old school chopper party it's three days long um it, uh, uh, it's in it's in Salisbury, North Carolina. The folks at Cycle Source Magazine um, took it over this last okay. year, or it's caretaker now. And they always they always say nobody owns Smoke Out. Like 
someone you know might run it, and the Cycle Source people took it over. Oh, okay, I get you. you. Great bands and shows and great expertise and experts of all generations are there, and they do dirt drags and mini bike racing, and you know it's it's fun, super fun. Wow. Uh, the only rule is no attitudes and don't be a dick. That's like the only rule. The whole party, yeah. Uh, Things you can't do in other places, you do a smokeout. So, um, any rallies you want to go to that you haven't been to? I would love to try. There's two actually. One is funny because it's still in Florida. I've never been to Panama City Beach. The what's it called? Thunder on the Beach or something? Oh, I've never right. done that. I, I'd like to check that one out, but you know, but I'd really like to go to Arizona Bike Week. Oh, um, really? Yeah, just because my nephew goes to college there and Paul Yaffe's there, and you know, I, I would just like to check that one out, but um. I would have said Laconia, but I had so many friends that went to Laconia this year who said it was fun, but don't cut anything out. You current don't don't replace it. <laughs> don't use it to replace anything you're already yeah. doing. Like so, yeah. what about Americade? Um, that you know what? That's Ocean City, right? Is that the no? Same? Americade is up um, uh, Lake George. It's happen- that happens the week before Laconia. But th- that doesn't take place in Ocean City, Maryland. No, no, that's Lake George, oh, New wow. York. Because I know that my buddies, uh, Bert and, and George from Baggers and Brews, I think it's Ocean City that they say that's their favorite Northeast rally. Yeah, I've never been to Ocean City. Yeah, that's so I no, I, I don't know enough really to say one way or the other. Oh, but look when it you up. have people who live up there in Jersey, you're like, you should try Ocean City's fun. You know, I think that's like a, it probably is like Leesburg. It's like I think it's a three day, it's a long weekend. Yeah, it's a, it's a long weekend thing. Yeah. yeah, that's what, yeah. I've never been either. I've, I've had people tell me you should go to Ocean City. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. It's awful far for a weekend. <laughs> it, it is, it is, you know. And I, I almost I almost went to it one year, but I said, yeah, I would rather go. Maricade, for example, is, is almost is a week long event, and yeah. that, that's great. If you if you like the ride, just riding up there is beautiful, it's wonderful. Up that'd there. be cool. Yeah, she checked. I, I love a rally that has good riding as well. That's the problem with Daytona. You have the loop, and that's it. That's it. There's that, nothing else. Yeah, there. Daytona's a party yeah. that covers a 50 mile area. That's you know, the reason I love Daytona um, as much as I hate it actually is I get to see my friends yeah. that are there that I won't see otherwise because right. they're from all the country. And chopper shows. I mean, like Daytona has a really healthy chopper uh, uh, sort of vibe to it so yeah. there's there's just every day somebody's having a great chopper show somewhere yeah. and you know that it's cool to see dave perowitz wandering around judging a show somewhere right. you know mondo and people like that that um i think unfortunately I, I feel like some of the younger dudes who are just now getting into riding in harleys don't know those names and i feel like that's that's a problem it's it's unfortunate you know? that a lot of the yeah. folks out there now in, in motorcycling don't know the that history that i mean you, you, there's motorcycling history you know but they don't know a lot of the things that we know from back in this you know 70s and 80s even 60s back then there was a lot of great stuff going on that you don't even hear about anymore you, you know, know if you say like oh that's got a sugar bear front end on it the lot and anyone under the age of 40 is probably gonna go like what's that <laughs> you know <laughs> and and you're like uh, a good friend of mine who i like a lot who's been riding a very long time he's not super new to this um i, I said oh a friend of mine just joined the hamsters and he goes what are the hamsters and i was like the ha- you don't know what the hamsters are like you know like that's arla ness was a hamster dave paris is a hamster 
You know, like that that's they're they are the gods of the custom motorcycle world. They're all they're all hamsters. Oh wow. And 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 he was they hadn't heard of it. It's the yellow t shirt. They're a they're a club, but they're not a club. You know what right. I mean? They're they're a club of builders that get together and ride and and a lot of them are like parts you know, Brian Clock from Clockworks is a hamster. Okay. You know, that that's those sort of like really influential leaders in the industry are all part of that club. So wow. um they were next to us at Smokeout this year. I felt a little outclassed. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. Not you. No. Then, you know what? Hey, what did you think of uh, motorcycles as art up there at the at the Buffalo Chip? We walked through quickly, honestly, because we got in there and we were meeting a bunch of people. I, I'm a huge fan um, of uh, Mouse and the Moto, who, of course, was the, was the uh, took care of that exhibit, exhibit this year. She's awesome. But we really didn't get a chance to see much of it. We were like, I was there meeting El Buffalo, and a bunch of people were about to go see Leonard Skinner, and we got just like ran through it. And so I, yeah. I'm so disappointed in in myself that we didn't get the chance to spend time on it like we normally do. Yeah. Last year we spent probably two hours walking around. You know, Michael Lichter was in there at the time that we were walking around, and we were just you know starstruck by yeah. him. Now, do but they change? Year, they, they change it, out the bikes every year, right? For that. yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's it was totally different this year. This year it was. All different media. Last year it was it was several bikes, and then Michael Lichter photographs all around the all around the walls. Right. So, um, rightfully so, it was very much focused on his work yeah, over yeah. the years. Uh, and this year it was all different stuff. And then it, there were helmets, there were bikes, there were yeah. parts, there was paintings, there was. But it, we we had thirty seconds. It was it was it was a letdown. We should have gone back, and we didn't. We wow. should. Did you uh, by any chance have you ever been to the Harley Davidson Museum? No. Dude, that's on my book. Oh, yeah. I went on my return yeah. on my re- return trip from Sturgis. I went into Milwaukee. And oh, hell to, yeah! I did. And dude, let me tell you something. I was there for I was there from quarter to eleven in the morning till quarter to five at night, and I still didn't see everything. But uh, uh, they have a whole thing dedicated to Mama Tried uh, in the museum. Yeah, yeah and choppers and ho- dude. Man, I tell you, if you're if you're a Harley guy, that's you, you gotta go, you gotta go. It's it, and the funny thing is, I've been telling people that was the best part of my Sturgis trip. Really, it was the best part. Yeah, we uh, we had the opportunity to go to Milwaukee this year for the 120th. Harley invited us, and uh, of course, I had to work. <laughs> Harley invited but, you. Yeah. How did you get an invitation? They, I, I got a phone call and they said, "Would you, would you come up and ride bikes? We've got bikes for you, and we'll put you up for the weekend, and you can be a part of this with these, with other, you know, uh, influencers." Wow. And, uh, and and I, I was like, "Wow, that's that's amazing!" I was, we were, we were, you know, in awe to get, yeah, the, to get the invite. But it was about a week before the whole thing happened, and I was like, "I'm, I work, I'm booked up, and I, I can't do anything with only a week's notice." Did you wonder? You know did you wonder? You got to, Did you wonder how they got in touch with you, or where they got your number? Well, my email address is on the channel. Yeah, of course. So yeah. it it was it was about a year ago or so that Harley's watching. They're always watching. All the manufacturers are watching. All the channels that have, you know, a certain amount of views. That because remember they have people that will sit there and use tools to track views per month and all that stuff, right, and they're paying yeah. attention. And so they'll, they, if you reach a certain threshold, they'll email you and just say, uh, you know, if there's everything we can do to help. What they said to me when they first reached out was, if you ever travel and you have some spare time and you'd like to ride a bike, you know, we can provide you, you a bike. You know, like, and that, 
And I've taken them up on that a couple times in LA and, and a couple different times. I've gone the Eagle Rider. I guess they'll you show up and they'll give you a bike. So we did that in, in Las Vegas. We did that in LA. Got to ride STs when they first came out. I heard um, they're pretty badass. It's it's fun. Uh, it, they are a lot of fun. I was I was a skeptic, and I actually said some not nice things <laughs> about them when they first came out. And because I was just like, it's it's very cool, but. It, Except for the front fender and the bronze wheels, it was all existing stuff. Like it was like a ultra bags and fender on a street glide with ultra shocks to lift the rear end. You know, like I'm like I just would crawl all over the bike and was like, well, that's what this is. And but they were like, yeah, but you got to ride one. That that simple recipe really works. And so when we were in Vegas. We jumped on. I, my wife had the road glide. I had the street glide, and we ran out to the Valley of Fire on a pair of STs. And I was like. Why is this so special? It's just this, 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 and this put together, <laughs> but it works so well. Like I fell in love with that street glide. See, I almost dropped the damn thing because it handles so well. I wasn't ready for it to come over so easily. <laughs> so we we're we are hopping into In and Out in Vegas, and I just go to throw it around a turn. I didn't drop it, but damn, I came close because I wasn't ready for that thing to come over so easily. Wow! Like it it, it really responded well. So. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, so you you you're t- you told us earlier about about some of the name. Do you name all your bikes? Um, I don't name. I don't mean to actively name them. They all just kind of earn a name somehow. Like it just it just happens, you know. And 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 my roguelite has had two names now because the body changes, and I figure the name kind of goes with the paint, you know. And <laughs> so uh, what are some of the names of your bikes? I I, I got well. We've got my FLT is Gold Member. Okay. Uh, my chopper is brown sugar because she's got more metal flake in her than, than right. just about anybody can show and it's and it's root beer. Okay. Uh my wife's bike's name was Tatanka. Um, because the first time we took it to Sturgis, the nineteen CVO roguelike. Bought it brand new, went to Sturgis, and that year we were killed almost killed by Buffalo about three different times because we would get stuck on the highway and they would crowd in around us and we're just sitting there with Buffalo like within I could like tickle one. It was sitting, you know, right next really? to Really? And then, so three different times we were overcome by, by herds. It was a crazy year for Buffalo. And so we named it Tatanka. And then, um, when we rebuilt her bike this year and put that white, uh, super stretch, you know, long custom body on it, we called it the white Buffalo because, you know, the same thing. Tatanka, right. (laughs) And then, you know, the funny thing is the bike that doesn't have a name, my 2014 heritage was originally my dad's. He bought it brand new. And rode it for a couple of years, and then his health made it to where he really needed to go on three wheels. Right. So okay. he bought a trike, and the heritage just sat in my garage, like with boxes on it in the corner, never going anywhere. And then finally, I took it apart one day and put a and put a cholo style body on it, stretch rear fender, crazy metal flake paint, you know, twenty one inch front wheel, you know, all that stuff. And we call it the V Club because that's what they would call it on the west coast but it doesn't have a name it's just the v club <laughs> you know like yeah. for some reason has never earned a name you know well, damn it get on that <laughs> i don't know what i don't know what to do but it's never it hasn't it just because it just starts and runs you know what i mean yeah. like it just goes it there's nothing wrong with it it just rides it's a know? heritage nothing ever is wrong with it it's just but it's it's one of my favorite bikes to ride like it makes you wonder why we ride these big touring bikes when you get on a heritage it's just so comfortable and easy to throw around and lightweight and doesn't wear you like it they're great it's a great motorcycle you that's, know that's why that's why i got one because <laughs> i like yeah, it. No, that's what you ride as a heritage yeah. i mean i'm serious they're 
they're a fantastic motorcycle. So. Yeah, it's smooth and easy, you know. So now let's talk it's about your bags. channel. So what's that? It's got bags and a windshield. It's got it's bags got and a windshield. Unique. Yeah, yeah. I, the only <laughs> thing I've replaced on it when I bought the bike, it came with Screaming Eagle twos. And mm. I don't know if you're familiar with those pipes. Those things are freaking loud. You, can, <laughs> you can't hear yourself think a week from now. So um, so I replaced those and I put the OEM pipes back on. But, oh, yeah? Yeah, that's, that's fine. And I, the only thing I think, think I did... long distance you really do want OEM pipes, honestly. That's 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 yeah. a thing. Every, like Hoka Hey guys, yeah. they all run stock pipes. Yeah. You know, you, know, you don't want a headache that long. And I yeah. put, instead of the 19-inch uh, windshield, I got the 21. There you go. That's it. You know, so that's the only thing I've done. And, and uh, I did some customization on the bike, but I'll show you that later. But uh, yeah. that's about it. You know, uh, now your channel, you got over 100,000 subscribers now. How, how much yeah. of a shock was that when you hit that milestone? Uh, huge. Um, when we first hit, I think, five or so, we hit we hit 10,000 real fast, like really fast. It shot up. And it was the viewers that were like, this is going to be a hundred and something thousand subscriber channel. And we're like, you're full of shit. I'm like, no, <laughs> shut up. Like, eh, you know, I appreciate it, but no way. And then it just kept chugging along. And I'm like, they might be right. You know, then at one point I said, if this thing gets a hundred thousand subscribers, I'll get a tramp stamp tattooed on my rear. <laughs> and then as soon as it hit a hundred thousand, the wife was like, I don't care if they get mad. It ain't happening. Like, it's just, okay. <laughs> I'm ready to do it. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's put the logo on my lower back. And she's like, we have got a daughter. No. Like, it's just. <laughs> so, ah, you know, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, like there's, it's on average anywhere from a half a million to a million people a month. Damn. Watch the channel. That's awesome. And wow. It's 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 pretty wild. The first the wildest thing was the first time I was at the gas station just about two miles from my house filling up the truck. And this guy filling up his car in front of me is staring at me like a creeper, like just standing there staring <laughs> intensely at me. And I'm and I'm just sitting there and all of a sudden he goes, you're the guy who I watch build bikes in his garage. Like he just he was trying to figure it out the whole time. And I that was that was wild. The wow. day that. Then a guy at a gas station by the house was like, I, I watch you. Do you have, do you, do you have then, professional monkey stickers? I have the, we give them out at rallies, but oh, I don't okay. put them. I don't have anything, which I'm not, I, I'm not real good at that stuff. I guess a lot of, a lot of people put their stuff on their car, or, you know, whatever. I don't have any of that. No, you know, I, I, I guess if you don't want to be, you know, people, well, it, it could be, you know, your your fan. It doesn't bother us at all. I, I guess what it is is that you know my my car is what I take my daughter to school in. It's you know yeah. like <laughs> you know like I'm sitting here wearing a T-shirt with my logo on it, which I swear to God is not something I do. It was what was clean. No, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Yeah, I don't care. You know. I'm not. I'm not. I don't guy. have T-shirts. I, I don't know. Like I got one. I got one motorcycle men podcast T-shirt, and it's too small. <laughs> I can't, even, I can't even freaking wear it. Wear uh, it anyway. He painted on it. Yeah, was sexy. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, I, in fact, I wore it. I was supposed to go to the uh, content creators hangout up at Sturgis. Yeah. You, were you? Were, did you go to it? No, I was going to a bike show that day. Okay, I was supposed to be there because I was. I was on. I was on the schedule to be there. Yeah. And when I got into, because it was running from two o'clock to four o'clock. And that, I, was a, that day was bad. That's and that that's was, right. And I I finally got into my Airbnb at one o'clock, and I was dripping wet. And I'm going like, 
I'm not I'm not getting back on the bike and riding up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget it. Forget it. No. But uh what's your what do you have a least favorite and a favorite part about the uh YouTubing? The favorite part is definitely connecting with people that I, I, like I said that before, but making new friends that I would have never met otherwise because right. they're all over the world, much less the country. Right. That is by far the coolest thing. And I would dot that and say like, and also meeting people that I would have never gotten to meet before and build a relationship with. So like um, journalists and bike builders that, that would normally just maybe shake your hand and say, hi, will talk to me. And I'm not, I'm not bragging like, but it's just, that's, it's a different sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. When I first met Billy Lane at Sturgis last year, um, we we're up at the upper bar back there. And my wife is, will just run up and say hi and shake hands. She's like, she's good with celebrity. I am not good at meeting people that are famous. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I don't want to bother them. So I don't. And, and she talks to him for a minute and she goes, you know, my husband's a huge fan of yours, of course, and has been watching since, you know, for 20 years and all that. Um, and so I just came up and shook his hand. I was like, "Hey, man, it's really great to meet you. Um, it's it's you know it's awesome." I go, "I I have a, a YouTube channel. I work on bikes." He's like, "Yeah, I know." And I and I and, I, and the fact that he knew and had watched the channel, and I, I was I couldn't process that that Billy Lane had watched us yeah. work on a bike. And that and that was that was insane. And then. It was a week or two later, he was doing a, a video welding something on the, I think it was the 74 shovel series. He was building that bike and he had one of my stickers sitting on his welding table while he was yeah. working. And, and I just like, I went, holy, and I started getting emails from everyone who watched the channel. <laughs> hey, did you see that? Like, you know, it just blows you away. Yeah. Um, awesome. My, my least favorite thing is, is dealing with the negativity out there. Like yeah. I said, they're. You could be giving gold bars to homeless children and somebody's going to find a problem with you. And it's, it's hard. It's people are, people are freaking mean, man. They say nasty things about you. They say nasty things about your family and nothing you can do is ever right. And that, you know, that gets old, you know, like yeah, those, but, pe those people have nothing in their lives and they're miserable and they want you to be miserable with them. So just, ignore and, that, them. and that's what it is. My wife always says those people just want to see the world burn. Yeah. You know, like, so you just got to remember that. That's all yeah. it is, you know. Yeah. So as far as goes for the editing, all that stuff is no big a deal to you, right? I just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, I, you it's do you film all your stuff with, on your phone? Some of it. I have like, uh, what is this little guy? This is my favorite. This little DJI camera. I okay. Like. Yeah. This little guy is a good little thing. But it's still like, who was who was watching me make a video and they were rolling? Oh, it has been Bert from Baggers Bruce rolling laughing he's like what are you doing i'm like well it's a cut in the video so i stop recording and then i start recording when i'm going to do the next like segment or whatever and he goes you don't use software i'm like no nah, that's harder i just do <laughs> so i record and then i hit stop when i want to break it in the video and then i start recording again because i don't want to i don't want to edit so when i'm done i dump it all in the ten dollar program on a, on a p on my pc and then I throw the little logo on the front and the rear, and then I just dump it out and upload it. And if there's a problem, whatever, I don't care. You know, like <laughs> what software do you use? It's called. It's not porn, but it sounds like it. It's called Animatica. What? <laughs> it is a. It is a. It is a program you can buy on the Windows App Store for ten dollars. <laughs> and okay. and I just it, all you can do is takes you can take segments of video and it stitches it together into one. 
and you can do transitions, and that's all I do is I just go, there you go, there's your video. Damn, if it sucks, you. deal with it. You know, it's funny because every time I have a YouTuber on here, I ask these questions. It's just and it just and it's a wide range of what people do. To, but and but you have outlined the easiest format for doing videos. I I, I think that there's some channels that I always joke with George from Baggers and Bruce. I always call him Spielberg because he is really good at it. Like he is really good at videography and good tech and software and can make a really beautiful video. Like it's, it's really well done. I have zero interest in that. I don't care. I'm not, I just, I care about the story and the person and sure. and yeah, what they're yeah, doing. Yeah. I care less what it looks like. So I think the, the funny thing is I still say, George, follow me around and you do the video, but I'll do the stuff. And then like, it'll be <laughs> awesome. Like, yeah. I, but I, I just don't care about that stuff, but no interest. <laughs> <laughs> That's, but you know what? Despite that, what, you know, what you might think is like the basement barrel method you have over 100,000 subscribers. So the proof uh, is in the pudding. It doesn't matter how it gets done. I think there's a hundred and something thousand mentally ill people out there. <laughs> 103,000. And you God, got God love them. For 681 all their videos you have up. In three years, you've got three, 681 videos. I've been doing my, my channel now for just over three years, and I've only got 77. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time where i was doing a video almost every day oh, wow when i first started because i was bored and, and i was always doing something in the garage so i was always like wow video it damn you know like everything i did in the garage I'm like i'll do a video Holy of it just, crap. It just to entertain myself it wasn't had nothing to do with people watching it it was just to give me something to do because i <laughs> i didn't leave my house for 18 months basically like yeah, the rest yeah, of the world. yeah but, right yeah you know, like it, it was an it was an escape. Yeah, but you're having fun, right? Oh, um, it's a blast. Gotcha. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, how can people learn more about you and what you're up to next? Well, uh, you can go to, of course, the YouTube and search for Professional Monkey, and there I be. Uh, I upload videos when I damn well feel like it. But I, <laughs> I, I, I these days it's typically I try to do like three a week, but it's whatever work allows. You know, yeah, like that true, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. And then I, it's mostly, it's probably 99% motorcycle stuff, but every once in a while something will strike me. My work travels, I do videos of those mainly for my daughter uh, so that she can see those someday. You know, I'm going to, I go to Australia next week and I'll yeah. be there for a week. And even though it's all work, there'll still be some interesting stuff I'll see. And see. And so I'll do those videos for fun. And some viewers really get a kick out of that stuff. Uh, I try when I travel for work to go to a Harley dealership because it's amazing how different they can be and how entertaining they oh, can be. Oh, sure. I can imagine, you know, man. I went to one in Buenos Aires, Argentina that looked like a palace. It was the coolest old building with cutout motors everywhere. And unlike an American dealer, they had Evo soft tails. Oh, wow. They had oh, neat really? old bikes. They had a knucklehead. They had, like, neat stuff in that dealership that you wouldn't see in America, you know? So, no kidding. So wow. I tried to do that sort of stuff. But, wow, yeah. That's way cool. All right, so any last words or anything for anybody who might want to be a professional monkey themselves? Um, I would say check it out, and I apologize for anything I do that's offensive. It's probably <laughs> going to happen at some point. Um, I would say come hang out on a live stream for sure because do you we do, do those? those? You do those a lot? Yeah, we do live streams every other week. No we, we do some. We have a membership thing people can do, and that live stream is this Friday, but then Friday after next after that we do 
a public one. So it's like every other one is is open to the public. And there's that those are fun. It's just me and the wife sitting right where I am right now, t- taking shots of fireball, telling stories, re- and and only reacting to the side comments. Like we right. we interact with the, with the chat. That's all we do. And we have a, a blast. That's and funny. there'll be anywhere from three to six hundred and something people on there and just hanging out for I think the record is seven hours. What? Yeah. The wife was gone. She had passed out. I was still here making a total ass of myself. <laughs> uh, it was it was fun though. It was it, I Oh my god. I, I, I'm gonna have to watch the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize in advance for anything. Uh, that's that quite all right. <laughs> hey, TJ, listen, thank you very much for being on the podcast. It's been a blast talking to you. Uh, don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you when we're done. But uh, sure. thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Anytime, man. It's been fun. All right. The Motorcycle Man Podcast is supporting David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. If you'd like to help those that are dealing with the hardships of cancer and see your money go to something that actually makes a difference. Get on over to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate. And the Gold Star Ride Foundation, they're helping families of fallen soldiers. If you'd like to be a part of a great cause and get some heartfelt miles in, go to goldstarride.org and learn how you can participate in the next Gold Star Ride. And Chasing the Cure, hey, we're helping long-haul Paul Peel and compete his mission to ride a million miles for MS. Now, he was told years ago that a cure for MS was a million miles away, so he decided to ride that million miles for that cure. You can help him by going over to longhaulpaul.com and donate for his quest for that cure for MS. Thank you for joining me and the professional monkey here on the V-Twin Cafe, where he told us all about his YouTube channel and yet some other funny stories for us. Now, you can learn more by going over to YouTube and searching for professional monkey links will be in the show notes and of course on the motorcycle men website at www.motomenpc.com and you can also reach us at motorcyclemen.us don't forget to get on over to ride with ted youtube channel also and watch some of the many videos i have up there and my sturgis trip videos they're there as well if you would like to also please subscribe and like the videos it'd be a tremendous help to the channel and of course it also helps the podcast. Hey, for the rest of the Motorcycle Men team, thanks for listening. And remember, boys and girls, we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Ride safe, kids. <laughs>